look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back here with Dave Popwich on News Talk 770 and More Than Money. Um, we're going to be talking about downsizing, which is something that more and more people seem to be facing, whether you're doing it yourself or you're helping somebody do it. We've got Cindy Bodette, the owner of Destination Seniors Downsizing, a regular contributor to our show, seniorsdownsizing.ca for further information. Cindy, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Dave. All right. We've talked about this before. I've got to tell you, we have lots of conversations with people uh, about about the process of downsizing. Um, and it's from two perspectives, right? It's from the people that are doing the downsizing, maybe your parents, and then it's from the kids. So here's a question I've got for you. Why is it getting harder and harder to downsize or pass on your family heirlooms? Well, you know, um, it's getting hard because the children, um, let's say mom and dad, are typically our clients are 86 and over. So yeah. their children are in their 60s, and, and they've got all their own stuff. <laughs> and they really have already set a certain style in their home that they don't really want any of mom and dad stuff. And then the grandchildren, you know, they, they're the Ikea generation. They, you know, they, they want that. They don't want any old um, Chippendale uh, slant top desk, you know, in their place. You know, yeah. so it's tough to get rid of this stuff unless you have really unique items. Well, and I think that's, you know, that's what was interesting. I'm going to use my own personal experience going through that process with my parents. I remember my father quite clearly uh, and very proudly stating that uh, to my brother and I that, you know, which, which one of you guys wants this piece of art? And I was looking at it thinking to myself, you can't call that art, Dad, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. not. So, uh, so to your point, I think that there, um, there's sentimental value to stuff that the parents hold uh, may not necessarily be the same thing as the kids. What's, so what do you do, right? So if you're, if you're one of those aging, um, downsizing uh, couples or people, and you've got a whole bunch of stuff, what, uh, you know, how do you figure out what is actually a value to the kids or what isn't? Well, first of all, we have a chat with both. And then, you know, once we've had a chat with the, the children and, and the parents, then we kind of come up with a plan. You know, I've got a lot of people who... And this is really hard. You know, they may have been with the Calgary Stampede for 30 years, and the Stampede over the last Mm -hmm. 20 years gave them bronzes. Right. And they think that that bronze has value. Now they want to sell it because they're moving. I said, well, number one, it's a gift. Number two, it has your name, you know, right on the front of it. (laughs) I said, you know, it has value to you because it was a gift to you. I said, why would you want to sell it? Because it really, they've made those bronzes for the uh, directors at the Stampede, and maybe they made 20. So it has, like, zero value. So that's what we kind of go through, everything with them. Uh, You know, if you've got a motorhome, a 48-foot motorhome, I can sell it. But if you have a sofa bed in the basement or you've got a place or you've got china that is missing one cup, it's missing three side plates, two dinner plates, you know, it's just it's not a complete set of anything – it's not going to sell. Right. It's going to go to charity. Right. I, I, you know what? That, that's probably, uh, I don't envy you in your job delivering that message because I imagine you get a range of reactions when you, when you sort of go through that. But, um, you know, what are, I guess, what are some of the ways that you can go through that process? 
either as an individual or you take people through that as painlessly as possible, determining what's valuable and what's not? Yeah, sure. First of all, I apologize before I start anything. <laughs> and I tell them how sorry I am to give you this bad news, you know, that, you know, other people will go in and say, oh, yeah, we can sell it, we can sell it. But I can't because I'm not going to lie to them and tell them that that is going to sell. I mean, there are certain lots of things that are going to sell, and I'll go through them, and I'll say to them, okay, now how long have you had this 10-foot sofa? Oh, 30 years. Yeah, well, I think it's lived, you know, past its use. And because they are of that generation of never throwing anything out, because most likely, you know, if they're born in 29-ish, 25, they've lived through their parents in the Depression. Right. And that's when you you never had anything. So they think you, it's a slap in the face that somebody doesn't want it. It's terrible. The kids cannot tell them. They don't want to listen to their 65-year-old kids because those are still their children. But they will listen to me when I give them, when I can show them pragmatic information that tells them that this is what this item sold for. And antiques aren't that popular anymore. And that's that's another thing. You you depending on the style of furniture, um, you know. I've got a client that um, had a fire in their place. Everything has been refinished. Right. Perfect. We're going to sell it all. No problem. Right. It's all been refinished. It looks marvelous. But you know, I had a you know client last week where there's a water stain on every end table, coffee table, dining room table. Well, the cost to refinish any of this stuff is huge. So why would somebody spend $500 on a table and chairs that they have to refinish that really isn't that comfortable to begin with? What's easier, Cindy, is is it easier to, I mean, you often are brought in from an estate perspective, so you're probably dealing with the kids, you know, dealing with mom and dad's estate and what's left over. Is it easier to deal with parents um, and make those decisions up front about, and have the conversation, you know, as a family about what sentimental value and what everybody wants, or do you, do you see one better than the other? You know what? It, it doesn't really matter either way. Typically, we work 90% of the time with the clients because their parents are still with it and they have a good idea of what's going on and they don't want their children telling them what to do. Right. However, if we're working in the estate mode, then we listen to the, you know, what the estate, what the family would like to see happen. And I often tell people, you know, don't trip over dollars to pick up pennies because estate sales are expensive. And, I mean, it's all about time and it's all about research and it's about organizing and making the best impression so when clients come in the home to look at buying stuff that it is clearly marked, it's professionally done, um, and the wholesale is professional. It's not just some ramshackle garage sale, you know. Yeah. And, um, you know, we have a very professional way of doing it. Um, so that's, you know, so when we're dealing with the family, it's one thing. When we're dealing with the parents, it's, it's totally another thing. A lot of the time, the family is very understanding, saying, we know mom and dad, you know, have got, you know, all this clutter. What we're going to do is we're going to take all the good stuff, and then what's left, you can sell. And I go, well, you know what? Yeah. What you're leaving is not worth selling. It's going to cost you far more to to run a sale with this stuff than it will to send it to charity. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if this is a fair question or you can even answer it or not, but if, if you had to anecdotally um, give us some idea of what an average, you know, just an average Calgary family estate sale, what kind of money would it bring in when you say don't trip over dollars to pick up pennies? 
Right. Well, typically, so you want to get, make sure that the house has got a few good pieces that will bring in a minimum five to eight hundred dollars because that's now you're now you're kind of rolling yep. uh and then you get the little bits and pieces so if you're if you can bring seven to eight thousand nine thousand into a sale then it's probably worth it to do it right and but how if much... you're only going to bring two thousand dollars it's going to cost you way more to do that than it is to, um, to for the revenue yeah, off of it. exactly yeah. yeah you will and... never pay for the cost of an estate sale unless you're selling the appliances, the, you know, and the high-end appliances. You know, right. if the house was being torn down and the family said, oh, yeah, mom and dad refinished a couple of years ago, but the people are ripping it down. Let's sell the mealy stove. Let's sell the Gen Air, you know, this, that, and the other. And, you know, the, you know I've got one place where the house is going to be totally renovated. She's got a brand-new washer and dryer front load. I said, let's just sell it. Mm-hmm. Might as well make a 1000 bucks right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And, and, and. Uh, you talked about antiques not being maybe in vogue right now. What what are the desirable or collectible pieces these days? Well, you know, mid-century modern, so teak from the 60s, from the late 50s, has been very, very popular. Where people stumble and think that they've got a gold mine is if they have Canadian teak. And Canadian teak is a little less desirable because it's from actually the 70s. It doesn't hold like a name... Um, of a European artist that designed the teak. Um, And teak is, you know, a lot of it is veneer, right? So you have to be very, very careful with it. If it has a scratch, it's going to be tough to get rid of because it is a veneer. You may have to replace the whole top. So, again, expensive. But there are certain teak pieces that are real money makers, And there are certain mid-century modern pieces like the old princess phone and, and um, you know, uh, mid-century modern lighting, which is, you know, kind of has the globes on it. Um, those things really do sell every day. Uh, we have no trouble getting rid of them. Teak, but teak, you know, ever since uh, Mad Men went off the air, it has slowed down a bit in teak. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. You could actually connect those two, can you? No, absolutely. You bet. Inter- interesting. Okay, so uh, as we wrap up this segment, um, just some quick advice for people that are listening that, that are going through a downsizing or perhaps an estate sale. Where do they start? Well, first of all, I always say to people, pick exactly what you want to take with you and what you're going to give to the family. Once you've done that, then take a look at what you got and go, oh, you know, I got 10 Hummels and I got some Royal Daltons and, you know, I got an old sofa in the basement and, you know, this, that, and the other, shed is full, garage is full. Then take a look at it and go, okay, maybe the cheapest way to do it is to donate it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if they have a lot of things left over that are really good quality, and um, they think that it might sell, that they, that they should never do it on their own. I, I often warn clients, don't go to Kijiji by yourself because it's dangerous. Right. And uh, you want to make sure that, you know, your family's there. But typically, you know, my clients are successful. So their kids are successful. Kids don't live here. Right. So they, you don't want them doing this stuff on their own. And so I'd always say to them, you know, find an expert who knows what they're doing, who's honest, and a proven track record, and have them help you out. Cindy, thanks for your time today. Thanks, Dave, for having me. I've been joined by Cindy Bodet, owner of Destination Seniors Downsizing. You can get more information uh, on Cindy and her company at seniorsdownsizing.ca.
Um, you know, the, the legacy, the down, sorry, the downsizing and the estate sale, all part of the legacy conversation of the four buckets. Uh, we're talking about the four buckets at our upcoming seminar on Monday, June 19th. It'll be held at 7 o'clock at 7 to 8, to be precise, at the Oak Ridge Co-op Wine and Spirits. We'd love to see you there. Uh, if you're interested in joining us, give us a call at 966-8400 uh, to register your seat, or you can go to morethemoneyradio.com and register there. Okay, we've got to sign off another show. I want to remind you that you can access any of the past segments on morethanmoneyradio.com or you can get them delivered directly to you by searching for More Than Money Radio, or sorry, More Than Money, in brackets, CHQR, on iTunes or in your favorite podcast app. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of More Than Money on Newstalk 770. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.